Callum, welcome to the Hustling with Houses podcast. Um, it's been the first time I've had another person called Callum on here, so welcome, mate. Thank you. Nice to be here. Thank you. No problem at all. So, for the people who don't know who you are, Callum, or what you do, who are you and what do you do? Sure. Um, my name's Callum. Uh, based in South Yorkshire at the moment. For us, we kind of uh, cover a full end-to-end uh, scope, bespoke service to clients uh, nationwide and worldwide. Um, at the moment, we've got a contrast of over, well, just shy of 240 clients over the globe. Um, and for us, we kind of cover that bespoke end-to-end service, which will go from, obviously, the deal sourcing uh, of, of the deal itself. So for us, we kind of obtain on-market deals, uh, on-market deals, um, sorry, off-market deals, direct to vendors, have fantastic relationships with a lot of agents throughout Yorkshire, Derbyshire and Manchester areas, which you operate in. So that's kind of our, our deal side, which we present. Then on top of that is our second department we run through is that we've got six build teams. So again, we've got three based in Yorkshire and Derbyshire, which carry out all our projects in-house. And then we've got the same setup uh, up in Manchester as well, um, which cover those areas also. Uh, moving on swiftly to uh, Department 3, that will be the project management side. Again, that's pl- uh, pretty uh, self-explanatory in the essence of that coincides with um, uh, the, the building side. So we're obviously making sure that projects are running smoothly, on time, very swift, and making sure all our clients are satisfied with the work. And most importantly, as we all know in this property industry, um, especially when we're on a project, things always have to be on time. Um, ideally, we all get surprises along the way. Um, but again, uh, for us, we, we, we always try and keep to the time scales uh, definitely where possible, as long as we've got uh, no surprises. And then um, Department 4, uh, for, for our last kind of section of our company, is the design side. So we also build out new build developments as well. So that can be commercial to resi uh, and the switch conversions of that are actually new build residential as well. So we build through luxury bespoke homes and also, you know, standard affordable housing. So with that, obviously, design teams in place um, from the ground upwards, such as the plans, elevations, internal designs as well. Um, so that kind of covers a, a bit about us and a quick summary from the very start to the very finish of what we do. I love it, mate. You're a busy, busy man. That's uh, that's clearly why we're on at half seven at night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so been a long day. Um, as I say, a day in the life of us is, is always busy and we're trying to always keep clients satisfied. And, you know, at the end of the day, that's what we're here to do. And and like all of us, we're trying to provide that service and be a bit unique um, in that essence to kind of have everything under one roof. Yeah, of course, mate. So you, you've got a lot on your plate there, haven't you? Is, um, how long have you been doing it then, Callum? Uh, well, I first started investing just shy of 12 years ago. Um, so with that, I kind of grew my own portfolio off the back of that. So variations of uh, buy refurbish refinance, buy to lets. Done quite a few flips of my own in, in my time as well. Uh, mm-hmm. With that, we, we progressed on to, uh, you know, myself kind of wanting to take it on a more further serious note. Instead of just having passive income on the side, it was a case of um, doing something on a more regular basis. So then it was a case of um, opening these avenues in bit by bit, trying to uh, create a model or an engine which t- to have basically facilities in place that I didn't exactly have at the time. So for me, it was a case of outsourcing to build teams, 
or outsourcing to project managers or outsourcing to sources and buying deals that way. So again, for me, it was combinating all these things together, which I never had. And then it was a matter of uh, putting them all under one roof and, and fast forwarding it through the years. And, and now we've been running just shy of seven years. Um, so we've been, we, we've personally, my personal experience in the industry quite a while. Um, and I say in respect, the companies as well. Um, we, you know, we've been in that quite a while as well. Yeah. Was you in the, was you in the build game prior to this, or is this just knowledge you've gained over, over time after doing sort of your source and your project management and stuff like that? Yeah. So, um, well, came to knowledge of it bit by bit. So for me, um, when I first started, I was an ex-professional footballer. So with that, I came out uh, through injury on that. So it was a case of um, having money, well, at a young age, unfortunately. So it was a case of the money I had, uh, you know, to, to invest it wisely. And, you know, a career like that never usually lasts a long period of time. So obviously surprises happen. And in my essence, they did. And it was a case of um, investing that money into property and and kind of moving on, on into it and picking up things through the years as I went. Um, and ironically now, um, you know, I've got quite a lot of uh, clients of ours personally, um, high name Premier League players who, who are actually clients of ours as well, um, which play for many players in the top five in the Premier League, uh, you know, use our services. And that's probably down to my connections through the football game back in the day. But also at the same time, um, you know, we've kind of expanded off the back of that as well into uh, new uh relationships uh with high-end sports people as well and athletes across the across the board that's incredible Callum you're clearly a you're clearly a high achiever like if um if, if you used to play expression football now you've got all this going on um what, who, what team did you play for then oh yeah so for me well I'm based up north now so I was a Bristol boy before so, so I was in Bristol City when I was younger then I uh Went out to Spain for four years and played for Valencia when, ironically, the Gary Neville and uh, Phil Neville regime was there. And then, <laughs> and then um, after that, I came back, moved up north, um, got a move and signed for Chesterfield when they were in like, League One at the time. And then um, moved on to Barnsley after that, then came out through injury and then uh, continuing into the game full time now. That's incredible, mate. And who do you support yourself? Uh, I'll have to say United, but you know, I'll, oh, I'll, 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 I'll keep that quiet months. on this one. I'll keep that quiet. <laughs> to be honest, mate, you did well on um, you did well on Sunday. To be honest, to keep it a nil nil, <laughs> a nil nil draw. I yeah, uh, I didn't expect that. I've had two people, United, two United fans on today. But, oh, wow, okay. Um, yeah, but um, but yeah, but th- th- that's incredible, mate. You've had some journey then. So you you obviously come. How long? Obviously, you were in the footy. You've had an injury. You come out, and was it a case of sort of stumbling onto onto property? Was it? Did you did you come across an educator, or how did you sort of learn about property? Because I thought, by the sounds of things, the sort of experience you've had, you would think maybe in the past you were a builder, or you know you'd had some sort of property experience prior. But you've you've you know you've gone all guns blazing there. Yeah, pretty much. I think it was just the attitude and the mentality of you know. Um things as mindset and football engraved and you you know um, I'm not afraid to say it when when things obviously don't work out sometimes in life and you know it happens to me you know and probably a lot of people and it's a case of um, especially in the industry of that you know you don't settle for nothing but the best and obviously yeah. you know to, to reach the top or near enough the top it's a case of you know you get a taste for it and it's a case of um, taking that mindset into to any other business that you do in life and uh, I think that will always stay 
no matter, you know, pe- people in the game, um, when they come out, their mindset still stays the same, or the mass majority yeah. do anyway. So it's a case of, um, like you say, you know, going at all guns blazing. And at the time, it was a uh, you sacrifice so much to get to the top, and then it don't quite work out. And then obviously, you know, in this game now, I, I sacrificed it all back then to to basically say what well, I got to lose. Um, unfortunately, uh, fast forwarding uh, that amount of time, it's it's very much paid off, uh, to, to say the least. But again, you know, there's a long road to go and things change all the time. So it's not a case of getting complacent and, uh, you know, getting ahead of yourself. Um, it's a case of um, focusing yeah. uh, on the job at hand and more importantly, um, looking after all the clients that we've got as well. Yeah, well, congratulations to you, mate. Like you say, footballs are very, uh, especially for younger, younger lads. So it's it's a very cutthroat sport, isn't it? It's it's simple. It's it's either you make it or you don't. And you've obviously you've you know you took that on board and you've you've absolutely smashed what you've done. So where where did you move to then, Callum? After after you left, after you saw the injury and stuff like that, did you say you moved to Chesterfield? Yeah, so with that, um, well, I had some injuries in Spain at the time and, you know, it all went away and it was all okay for a while. Um, Then, obviously, I wanted to just come back to the UK and, you know, the the language barriers. And at a young age, I was 16 over there. So it was a case of, um, it was a big thing. Uh, And obviously, yeah, I I just wanted to kind of come back home. I mean, some people can find it good. Some people can get on with it. Some Mm -hmm. struggle a little bit. You know, I'm not afraid to say it. I think at that age... If I was probably 18 or 19, I think I would have been fine or maybe 20. But, you know, I, I had to leave school early to, to vacate to Spain. And, you know, I was still a young boy at the time and a teenager. So it was a case of, um yeah, injuries were, you know, they started creeping in over there. Then it was a case of um coming back here. Um, then injuries, just they just kept coming up, coming up, coming up and on a more regular occurrence. And then it was a case of just turning around and going, You've got to be real now and, uh, you know, just to see, see what the end result's going to be. And the unfortunately, on that note, the end result was, um, you know, leave the game and uh, try and set up plan B. Uh, and that was kind of, uh, you know, what I did. Yeah, well, it's a cracking, it's a cracking uh, plan B for you, mate, anyway. And you look like you're doing really <laughs> Yeah, I, I, like I say, I do know a lot of people in the industry, you know, they're on like, you know, people at my age, uh, you're on like 40, 50 grand a week. And there's even footballers now, which which go broke and then you look round and then you think how so it's a yeah. case of uh, making sure that you know everyone knows that the career is not long so it's a case of um capitalizing on that when you've got that opportunity and when you're on those kind of uh, figures uh unfortunate obviously to be in that position so yeah, yeah. It's, i think the wise ones nowadays and i think you know overall football now especially the top footballers and if i say the vast majority that they're, they're more aware of um you know, they're more aware it's a short career. Like for us, our football client base is is kind of monumentally massive. And that's kind of the, I'd say, a good yeah. nearly 50-50% of our business. I say we've got 50% private clients and investors across the world in the country. And then I say the other 50% are like top footballers, sportsmen, athletes, boxers, things like that. So, um, yeah. you know, it's th- th- there's a big part, obviously, in our business. And obviously, if that goes to show the big percentages there, then it clearly obviously goes to show that people in the industry now or in those professional uh, profile careers that they're in are clearly um, taking into consideration their, their longer-term life, uh, for sure. Yeah. Well, you clearly understand the pain points of a, of a sports person, don't you, as well? So it, it resonates and, and that's why you know, you've know you got the clients you've got. So so let's start. You, 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 
your first your first sort of part was sourcing, wasn't it? So how did you get into the source? And then was that the first thing you did when you left the football or No, so so for me I um obviously I was in football at the time and I was buying quite a few, you know, like buy to let as I was going, you know, earning so much then putting it into that and then pro- progress like that. And then it was a case of um I just opened it all up in one go. It was a case of um wow. as as I say, I knew um a lot of uh well, I wouldn't say a lot, but obviously the age I was at being young back then, you know, you're not in the, the uh, would you say, the group, so say the first team, things like that, obviously things are segregated and, and different. So it was a case of getting like recommendations through friends of friends and getting up to the higher profile players yeah. and kind of giving me that kickstart. But then obviously at the same time, they, they're not going to give me that opportunity if I've not got the relevant things in place at the same time. So it was obviously a case of, um, as you said earlier, it was a case of um, going all guns blazing, setting up the sourcing side, setting up the build side, and setting up the project management side and just literally going with it. And uh, th- th- there was quiet spells back in the day, don't get me wrong, where you know there may not have been a project on for maybe two or three months. Mm. Uh, but again, um, that obviously, same with anyone in any job experience comes into the the into play basically and people get used to their jobs and better at them over periods of time so it was a case of um growing obviously like i say off the back of that and now we're kind of on average running eight eight to ten projects at one time all the time so um yeah we're, we're kind of a uh, on capacitate volume uh with that now looking forward that's incredible mate and that yeah you like i say i'm I'm off speechless. Is it what you've done is absolutely incredible. So, and you mentioned about the commercial to Resi. What sort of commercial to Resi deals are you doing then? Is that commercial to Resi HMO or what? What sort of what sort of deals are you doing there? Yeah, so we've done a few office conversions to like flats. We've also done um, well. The biggest one we done was an old bank. Uh, it was in Moorgate Street on Rotherham. So that nice. was a well, just I think it was. 6,000 square foot bank and then we converted that into 23 flats so that's right right overlooking the uh Rotherham town center as well don't get me wrong um was definitely the the biggest <laughs> most stressful intense project that we've we've ever done to date um, yeah. and especially you know when you stick to a certain level of um residential flips now don't get me wrong you do get flips which are extensive on the reno in in relation to you might have like a 70, 80,000, 90,000 renovation and back to brick or yeah, whatever it may be. Um, but obviously when you're stepping up, as you say, into commercial to residential, the regulations are different. Um, things get far more expansive. Um, a lot more precautionaries have got to be in place. And, and obviously the bigger the project, the higher the pressure and obviously the more attention to detail you've obviously got to play uh, because more things can go wrong. So it was, um, yeah, it was a testing experience, don't get me wrong. And luckily for us, it was one which seemingly paid out very well. Uh, but it was a case of, um, like I say, it was uh, an experience for us on that one. Uh, we've not had one as of uh, as big as that yet, uh, again. But um, again, we're always looking out for, for projects of that size now. And it's more of a case of, for us, not taking off more than what we can chew. So, you know, we don't want to be dropping on the quality control and we've got 10 projects or eight projects running and then we've got a massive, you know, commercial to residential running at the same time. And, you know, my teams are like built out to the max. 
so it's a case of slowly growing over a period of time and you know maybe fast forward in a few years and seeing how many that were, that were operating at one time then but obviously for now you know, I'm quite happy I run in, running those numbers between eight to 10 flips on an average at a time. So, and obviously that doesn't include obviously the sourcing of deals and, and everything else going on in the background as well. So things are busy. Yeah. Yeah. I could definitely made 23 flats in, in one goes a, a big deal. Definitely. What, what are some, what are some other deals that you've done then? Like, I know this is your biggest deal, but sort of similar to that or as close as to that. What, what, what other sorts of deals are you doing? Uh, well, we, we, we usually stick to um, our kind of a cliche niches, you know, like the full flip renovation, extensive refurb kind of projects. Now, they're usually in sought after areas. Um, yeah. We have, uh, well, we are in talks of, of the finalizations of a, a bespoke build up in uh, Cheshire at present uh, with a build team up in Manchester. So that's if, if that obviously um comes to fruit that would then take over as our our big, biggest product of i think it's just shy of seven million on the gdv so that's that's a single dwell in that one um so again there's things lined up for us but our kind of um would you say our, our go-to week to week month to month is a case of full renovation flips in and out and if our clients wish to refinance and opt, uh, keep them in and obtain them in their portfolios and they do or if they're looking to reflip them and obviously put them back on the market and probably cashing on anything between I don't know forty to seventy eight thousand, depending on the project, then then of course they, they they can do that as well. It's just a case of obviously, as you'll know, uh, every single deal is different. Um, mm -hmm. Every single deal meets a different criteria, and what way you can kind of uh, move it basically in terms of it may work as a buy to let in a BRR, or it may work as a BRR in a flip. It's just a case of, um, you know, what comes across the table each week and in, in what deals that we have. Yeah. And and how are you sort of exiting these then? Are you, are you keeping are you keeping them or are you flipping some or what is it it's sort of mix and match, is it? Yeah, it's pretty much a mix and match. Obviously, you know, um, I, I'd say the more in, investor side is a case of, I wouldn't say all of them, but I'd say over the a mass majority of them are, uh, are wanting to, you know, flip and move on basically and obviously i say the obviously the, the professional uh, athlete side is a case of most definitely the mass majority are um trying to obtain uh and basically keep uh for, for the longer term futures after their careers but but don't get me wrong uh, if there's a flip deal which does come up and it's obtainable you know fr from from our athlete section then it's a case of they will obviously flip it so you know it's, it's mixing matches as you say and uh, it's, it's just a case of what deal comes across the table and how well those numbers stack. Um, and, and obviously, more importantly, you know what what the client wants to wants to do with it. Yeah, you, Callum, your story is an absolutely incredible, mate. I, I, it's 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 too uh, it's too much for my little mind to comprehend. To be honest, how you've gone from you know completely something completely different, like a like a footballer, to literally doing twenty twenty three you know, flat, it's, it's absolutely incredible. Um, what are your plans for the future then? You've, you've clearly got a lot going on, you know, eight, eight, eight deals a, a year on average or whatever, eight deals on at a time, sorry. Um, what, what are your plans? Well, next year, uh, you know, we've got quite a few things in the pipeline already. Um, I think this week and uh, in, in last week, and actually, to be fair, I'd say the last four or five weeks, we've been planning for, for next year um at the moment i say we're, we're fully banked out up until you know october uh next year already 
So it's a case of um, trying to record break numbers on top of that. And, you know, if we can fit a couple more in on top of what we're already booked out on, then it's a win-win, uh, not just for us, but obviously for our clients as well, that we can fit in on top of that. But I think, obviously, in the grand scheme of things, it's probably a case of our targets now are um, keep doing what we're doing. Nevertheless, you know, we're never going to shy away from the identity of our company now. And, you know, we, we've kind of got that reputation and we don't want to let that slide. Uh, and then there's a case of, um, at the same time, keeping that on a level par, but but moving up the ladder into... um more sizable projects um, and, and taking those on and, and carrying them out. So um, I think yeah. they're ready for it, if I'm being honest. Uh, but it's a case of, like I say, making sure that from our point of view, the quality control is there and making sure that, as I say, um, you know, we're, we're not letting anybody down in, in trying to run or, or spread out too much work to what we can cover. Yeah. Like I say, you, you've clearly got a, like a killer mindset and you just, you, you, you're constantly looking for more. So what, what are some tips that you give for someone starting out then in terms of, like I say, you've, you've, you know, it's been, it's been 12 years since you started. And like, like I say, it's eight o'clock at night now when you, and you're still out working, you, you've clearly got to graft the mentality. Yeah, of course. I mean, don't get me wrong. The hours are, the job's not easy. I mean, it's just a case of how far I think as anyone, um, you know, you want to take things, whether you're a footballer, whether you're wanting to start in property or whether you're wanting to just do sourcing. It's the same as anything. I think anybody will know um, you only get out of life what you put into it. And the job's obviously uh, not easy. You know, I'm not going to sit here now and, you know, act like everything day to day goes to plan uh, because it doesn't all the time. And, even down to the minutest things, um, delays on completions when you plan to start a project or something's wrong behind a wall which you didn't foresee on a rip out or whatever it may be. So, you know, you can't predict behind walls. It's a case of um, just taking everything as it comes, but more importantly, having that positive mindset in, in, in working uh, to the maximum that, that, that you can. And as I say, you're only going to get out of it what you put in. Um and yeah, that would be that would be my only advice. Um, that would probably yeah. just be it. Yeah, and then obviously the the design aspect because that's 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 still a little bit different from your your source and your project management. That's you know that's that's quite creative. I'm not saying project management sourcing isn't, but what what made you get into that? It seems like everything you've done, you just think right, let's let's offer this offer this as a service and create a business out of it. Is that is that the case? Yeah, well, it was a case of um, at the time, you know, when we were doing, um, well, commercial Therese's back then, and, and, you know, I was a case of, I had everything else in place and it was a case of what what what, what was missing and uh, something so simple, which obviously is needed, uh, don't get me wrong, especially in the industry, you need your elevations, you need your plans, you need your drawings, etc. when you're doing uh, commercial Therese or new build development. So it was a case of, putting that in place um but fortunately for me uh, my missus is a, a qualified architect so um it did make my life a, a little bit easier um on that note so um we kind of just expanded off the back of her and um yeah here, here we are so yeah. that that was kind of my, my kick to go with that so i didn't really have to look far for that don't get me wrong yeah um it's still not easy <laughs> uh but um, no, that like I say, that that was kind of yeah. the easiest thing to kind of cover, and it was handed to me pretty much on a plate. Yeah, well, I was going to say, mate. My next question was, 
how did you learn about planning and stuff like this? But obviously, your missus, she's a, she's a keeper, isn't she? Yeah, I think especially it works well, um, you know, tying each other into the industry. And um, yeah, it, it just made sense to, to put the, the dots together. So obviously, we, we did do that. And um, I say, you know, again, that's something which goes behind the scenes and you don't you, you know no one really looks at we all look at the end product when we uh finish a project or everyone will come in and no matter what mm. it is valuers surveyors agents uh buyers whatever or me or you we'll all go into a project and we look around and go oh this looks fantastic the finish is great but once obviously we digest all the work behind the scenes and all those people which have made that end finish possible then obviously like i say that that that's where the real magic happens yeah most definitely, mate. Most definitely, and yeah. So moving on from that, then it's it's incredible what 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 you've done. Um, with so where is it you 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 invest then? Is it Manchester, South Yorkshire? Yeah. So the areas that we cover is uh well all of Yorkshire, so north, south, east, and west. Then we've got Derbyshire, which is like Derby, Nottingham, Mansfield, and then Manchester as well, complete as a whole. So Greater Manchester, uh, Manchester City Centre. In, in surrounding areas of that yeah is your plan to is your plan to expand out of them areas or are you quite locked in there and know pretty much everything you need to know in them areas yeah i think obviously i can't see us expanding any further um obviously when i first started we were just um covering the areas that i knew so that was only south yorkshire um obviously yeah. sheffield barnsley rotherham doncaster so it was a case of we grew out to derbyshire um then we grew out to manchester and obviously that's that's a huge radius to cover, especially when you're sourcing deals as well. Um, you know, we, we try and cover as much as we can day to day. Uh, we're all, um, we're not going to be naive and say we're not going to miss opportunities. You know, we are. Um, it's not viable uh, or even possible for us to cover every single deal um, in the whole whole regions of those areas. But but again, like I say, we try and cover as much as we can and that's with relationships for agents or before things hit right move, for example, or it's off market direct to vendor or it's, yeah, it's, it's pretty much any way that we can kind of, if we see a deal, which works, uh, we'll definitely take it. Um, but obviously, like you say, it's, we cannot cover all residentials all commercial to, to residentials and new build development land deals without missing a single deal. I mean, it, it just wouldn't be viable. So, um, yeah, we, we've only got a team so big. Um, again, it's it's sizable teams that, that we've got in place. But again, um, I'm I'm happy where we're at. And like I say, I want to make sure that the quality controls there, and you know that goes in with our reputation as well. I don't want to start um, trying to run uh, run before I can walk. And uh, yeah. more importantly, if I do that, then and I send those signals out, then the reputation of the company will probably go down because you know, the control aspect won't be there and obviously the quality won't be there either. Yeah. I'd say be, uh, you'd be sprinting if you went any faster, Callum, mate. <laughs> I think I'll fall. Yeah, exactly. Um, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So that, that that was obviously my next question. You're obviously running a bit of a monster there. So you've obviously got yourself, your missus, who's on board. Um, who what? And you've got your build teams. Who else have you got? Are you doing the sourcing? Have you got people doing the sourcing for you? Where yes. are you sourcing? Yeah, so we've got, well, we've got six build teams. So that contrasts over 48, uh, 48 employees for that. So we've got, well, eight well eight in each team. So I segregate them up. But sometimes we're, we're, we're pull one team in or pull two teams if we're on a bigger job. But overall on that, we've got 48 in, in, the, uh, 
in the total build across the six teams. Then obviously you've got myself, uh, my partner, and our sourcing team. We've got five in it. So again, it's it, it's a sizable sourcing team, but at the same time, you know, it's not something which you know we, we can honestly sit here and say we're going to squander every single deal and not miss one. I don't think it's a, a, a team of. Uh, 30 or 40 in a sourcing team are, are going to cover every deal even. It's a case of, it's just not possible. Um, and then obviously on the top of that, we've got project managing side. So we've got four project managers. And then the architectural side, we've got three. So, um, you know, not not too big a numbers on that. But again, combinating all the numbers together, it's it's, it's still a sizable um, uh, sort of thing. company it. to say the least. It is. It most definitely is, mate. And, and with the build teams and stuff, how, how do they work in terms of are they sort of self-employed or do you you hire them, get them in, sort of subby sort of that sort of thing? Or yeah, so with that, um, vast majority of them are, are with us. But obviously, reputations and names that I've kind of built up in relationships with other builders throughout the years as well. Don't get me wrong. Um, if we have a a new build site and we you know we need a to conjoin in with, with a gang on that, then, then obviously we will. So it's a case of whatever's running at the, at the time and, and seeing how that is. But again, um, we, we've always got uh, relationships to hand uh, to coincide with if needed. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, f I think that's a, a good point to, to end on, Callum. Um, it's been great speaking to you, mate, and, and you've inspired me completely, and I think you'll in inspire a lot of people. Um, your, your 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 mindset is is incredible. You you're saying stuff like um, about only having small teams and stuff like that, mate. That, that you, you you're smashing it. You're doing really well. And um, yeah, for for anyone who wants to get on board or wants to invest, or where's the best place to find you, Callum? Uh, well, we're on we're we're on all social media platforms. Uh, you know, Facebook forums, property forums, WhatsApp forums, websites. Um, you know, we're we're all over that. Um, you know, I'll just drop in my number quickly. If you know, for anyone taking note, it's oh seven seven zero four six eight nine zero six nine, or our best email is uh CRC General Building uh, at outlook.com. Brilliant, mate. Well, I'll put that all in the show notes. It's like I say, it's been great having you on. You, you know, you've had yeah, you've had some career, haven't you? From footy to this, to yeah, it's it's absolutely mental, mate. Um. Well, well, we can always catch up again in a few months' time, and uh, we, we can see uh, where we are at then, and maybe um, you know we can do some walkthroughs on some sites and uh, combinate off the back of that. Most definitely, mate. I've got one more question. Sure. Is Ten Hall going to be here at the end of the season or not? <laughs> no comment. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, I, I don't know on that note, but again... Uh, you know, football's football. Um, you know, just as this game, ironically, they're they're two very similar industries as to, to what I look at. It, it, on the note of nothing certain. Um, you know, yeah. you can be in the door one minute and out the door the next. Um, same as the in property industry as well. You know, you can come in one minute and someone can overtake your spot the next. So um, yeah, there's yeah. all funny games. Uh, but no, on Ten Hag, no, uh, I'll, I'll keep a uh, no comment on that one. We'll see what happens. <laughs> Brilliant, mate. Well, all the best. And like I say, it's a very inspiring story. I'm sure people will be very inspired from it. I definitely am. And it's been great to have you on, Callum. No worries. Cheers. Always a pleasure. Speak to you soon. Speak to you soon, mate. Bye-bye.